Hey, everybody, this is your warlord of weird, Sin Bodhi, and you're listening to Count It Out with Tyler and Mike and Cookie. You think you know me. I guess it's my turn this week. We are live, pals. And it is not counted out with Mike and Tyler this week, but we are the Bill After Seal of Approved, counted out with Mike and Matt. Matthew Sukram, the one and only Matthew Sukram, very good friend of mine. You saw him on our, uh, what was it, our our, our WrestleMedia reunion show. That's right. Yeah, uh, Russell you were, Media you were one of the one of the many voices uh, uh, muddled in the background of that. How you doing, buddy? It's nice to see you. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. It's nice to see you too, man. It's uh, uh, it feels it feels weird because like I've been listening to you and Tyler now for what three years. Um, oh, you're the guy. Thank yeah, you. I'm I'm the one Thank guy. You. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's cool because now. I'll get a sneak preview as to what the hell's coming up this week on, on <laughs> yeah. Counted Out Seven. So that's right. You you could actually decide. Well, I'm not going to listen this week. I know the show sucks. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we, uh... When you told me that uh, Ty wasn't going to be on, I I actually got a little more nervous because I was going, okay, I haven't done a wrestling podcast in a while. Actually, the last one I did was. Um, uh, the one that we did at uh, the in, Windsor, Windsor show for Impact, yeah. um, and uh, yeah, so which was fun nervous. as hell. If you if you guys have it, actually heard that, was it was a ton of fun. If you guys haven't heard that, go in the archives, check out that show. Uh, especially if you were a fan of any of Matt's uh, several podcasts on the Wrestle Media Network. Uh, what you have? You had the Wrestling Show. Uh, um, we, I believe I you were started. Were you, you were the you were the original host of We Have to Five, were you not? Yes, original host alongside Andrew Kent on yeah. on that one. Um, and then I think I appeared on every single show. Actually, no, I never went on Jesse's show, the one where he was reviewing Nitro. I don't think anybody went on Jesse's show except for Adam, so that doesn't count. So that doesn't count. Yeah, uh, that I, doesn't I count. was definitely on Ropes to Reels when uh, yeah, they were, uh, they were doing. Um, the Indiana Jones series. I was like, please, I'll jump right. on because I love Indiana Jones, right? Well, we, um, who, what was the wrestling connection there? Um, what's his face that played um, you know, the guy that Indy fights in uh in the scene with the plane in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Okay. He's is a wrestler, wrestler, the bald oh, okay. guy, yeah. And he appears actually in all three of the oh, original no of the indie trilogy I, yeah but his scene in last crusade actually gets cut oh so he's yeah. only in a deleted scene in the last crusade yeah and of course you you did a series of shows with me and danny on the lasting mark uh about yes the we rock. did yeah yes we certainly did i don't know if we ever finished uh rounding out the rock's career <laughs> i don't think we did we we meant to we meant to do it i believe a three-part we got two parts done and then uh, by the time we we could get around to the third part, the uh, the network kind of um, 
yes went went, went the way of the dinosaurs as but, we uh, said on uh the wrestling show life happened <laughs> that's it and uh were you were you ever on uh on gen show were you ever on wcw i was never on women no. crush wrestling no okay didn't think so no but uh but, but clearly still, got man, around you, the horn a little bit there yeah you, but you made it everywhere else so that's right uh yeah and now so, i'm here uh, screw screw jelly well that's the important part you're that's the important part you're on the uh we are now where we are creeping very 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 close to our 300th episode mm-hmm. um so uh every every guest counts at this point we're, we're getting really cool guests moving close to our 300th episode and um it's cool to have you here because number one this wasn't a plan you were not supposed to be tyler's uh, uh tyler's replacement tonight tyler was supposed to be here regardless you're here because I know you're a bit you're a big Toronto fan in general. All right, mm-hmm. wow. uh, exactly. You're you're a fan of the city. You're a fan of the of pretty much every sports team in the area, um, and of course they're wrestlers. You're a huge Trish Stratus fan. I know that. And Who one of the it? first and one of the first things I learned about you when I first met you all those years ago was you're a huge Edge fan. And uh, so you were the first person I thought of when I said we're going to do an Edge show this week. Um, due to him, uh, his, his WWE contract is coming to an end. And a couple nights ago, right here in Toronto on SmackDown, he announced that, uh, that was the very last appearance we will ever see, uh, of him in Toronto. So, you know, that's not an official retirement speech. I don't think we're going to see a couple more matches in WWE. I believe that was just his last Toronto show. Um, you... We're at Unforgiven 06, were you not? I certainly was. One of the uh, best uh, pay-per-views in Canadian history that didn't make a list. uh... (laughs) (laughs) We won't say who put out that list, but... (laughs) I'm still paying for that. Still paying for that. Um, Was that your first time seeing Edge Life? Was was that that 06 show, or had you seen him before? I'm trying to remember... um... That was probably the third or fourth time I had been oh, wow. to a live event. Okay. So it's um, a good chance you saw him work before then because there wasn't trying... um... Oh no, there was split up rosters at that point. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. So my the first show I ever went to was a SmackDown taping. Um on okay. <laughs> Weirdly enough, it was like a SmackDown taping just before um september 11 2001 oh okay. oddly enough right so um it's weird that 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 like that's the connection i made i honestly think they did the shows in toronto and then the twin tower tragedies happened like the very next week so it got it was it's very surreal right in my mind that time frame right um i'm just trying to remember if edge was on that smackdown show the main event was like a five-man tag and this was right in the middle of the invasion there's like five men tag, um, Rock, Jericho, the APA, um, wow. and someone else against like Shane McMahon, Rhino. Man, it's getting all fuzzy now. But uh, anyway, I'm trying to remember that might have been the first time I saw Edge live because maybe he just wasn't on the 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 show that the, those nights or whatever. But obviously it was one of the biggest matches I saw Edge in ever. Um for for me personally anyway yeah 
for that uh for that show you're speaking of right now in 01 was what was the venue there was that the dome or was that the acc no it was at the acc and they did this really interesting thing so they had they taped raw on monday at the acc and then they did the smackdown taping but they aired it live and i remember my dad getting tickets and then we were um at my dad's place and we were watching raw and he was just like are you guys sure we didn't get tickets for tonight's show? And I'm like, yes, we got tickets for SmackDown. And he kept looking at them and he's like, it just says WWF wrestling on here. I'm like, no, it says SmackDown on the ticket, dad. We're going tomorrow night. And he's like, they're not going to do two shows in the same city. And he was like convinced that we were going to show up at the ACC and there wasn't going to be a show. That That's kind of funny because that's the opposite for me. I've been to a ton of, uh, of live Raws. But every SmackDown I've been to was pre-taped. Yeah, um, many many of the SmackDowns I went to were pre-taped right after the Raw. I was at like I'd go to a a Raw on a Monday, and as soon as Raw was done, hey, stick around for three hours because we're going to tape SmackDown now. Ooh, <laughs> that's a long night, man. Or, or maybe it was the opposite. Maybe they they taped. Yeah, no, 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 I'm wrong. They taped SmackDown first. And then went live for Raw. That's what happened. That's Did you ever happened. find it was hard to get up for what was considered the main event of a of a of a TV show, and then have to come all the way back down, and then three hours later get up for another main event for a live show? I've only had to do it twice, and I was much younger than I am now. I would have yeah. a hard time doing that now. I really, I know I would. Uh, yeah. I don't have the attention span. I don't have the uh, the wherewithal to to sit in an arena that long anymore. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, the last I want to say the last raw I went to was probably 06. I think it was the okay. night the 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 night after uh, the Unforgiven pay per view. Oh um, wow! The, okay, the night after Unforgiven, they taped. Um, uh, the tape SmackDown and then Raw went live the very the very next night in Montreal. So I was at that, and I don't think I've been to another another WWE show after that until 2019 when I went to NXT. Okay, wow, yeah. that's a long time a, between shows. It was a long sure. time between shows. I I became yeah. more of an indie fan, right? So I started doing indie shows more and and, and less WWE. Plus, I, w- I moved back up to North Bay because uh, living in living in Montreal, right. you get to see whatever you want. Living in the city, yeah. you know that it's easier in the city. Once I moved to North Bay, <laughs> it was just like, you know how it is. I know. Like, and we yeah. talked about it a lot. Like there were a couple of times when when you were living up here and I was living up here and it's just like, oh, there's a show coming in Toronto or, oh, there's a show in Ottawa. It's like, yeah, do you want to go? Yeah. Uh, we're on student <laughs> budgets. So exactly. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. it's much easier when you're living here. Well, it was back when yeah. the tickets weren't uh, weren't five hundred. Oh, my gosh, man. I know. I, I saw a post the other day. I'm just scrolling through Facebook, and it's one of these wrestling groups that that pop up on my feed, and it was someone like kind of like bitching about the ticket prices. And I just looked yeah. at him. I'm like, this guy's got a. I just like sighed out loud. I'm like, he's got a point. And it's my wife's like point about what I was like. Look how expensive it is to to or the the starting ticket prices and the tiers are for WrestleMania in Philadelphia. And uh, she was just like, well, even the last year is a waste of money because it's wrestling. So <laughs> oh. yeah, I know, right? No. Tickets um, in general right now, man, like uh, both my wife and I are looking at tickets for stuff, right? Like, like uh, Tyler and I are have pretty much decided we're going to film. Uh, the, oh, the, nice. Good for yeah, you guys. This is this is probably my last chance for 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 a WrestleMania. 
um, until maybe my kids get older. And mm-hmm. but even then, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be old. I don't want to go with them. So this might be my last WrestleMania chance. WrestleMania 40, Philly. There's history there. I we're we're mm-hmm. gonna go do it. We're gonna do WrestleCon. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do our thing there. Nice. But Good right you there, you, but you're looking like I'm. I'm not not sitting nosebleeds because I can't afford anything better than that. And it's the yeah. same thing uh, with, with you know uh, when Taylor Swift t- tickets went on. My wife's is a my wife's a huge Taylor Swift fan, and I you know both of us were looking for tickets, looking for tickets, mm-hmm. even if we could get past the waiting list part. Oh, then that's there's so the, weird. I know, and there were <laughs> eight, six shows in Toronto. We couldn't get off the waiting list. That's yeah, ridiculous. It is, and, and then if if you were to get off the waiting list. Tickets are about at least five hundred a pop for nosebleeds. So like, yeah, exactly. Uh, we're gonna getting a little off topic here, but I listened to a CBC report on uh, how Taylor Swift's concerts are like boosting the economies of the of the city she's going to because they bring in that much money. Like she's sure. actually having an effect on their GDP. And there was a there was a clip uh, from from some concert goer. And this person said, yeah, you know, I'm a, one of the a biggest Swifties I know. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of money, but it's so worth it. I was at her, her show in Florida. I was at both shows in Nashville and I was also at the one in Charlotte. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how are, how are you getting those tickets? Yeah. That's like these guys, these guys that we, we watch on uh, every single WWE pay-per-view. You see the same green shirt. The same dude. guys. Yeah. Or, or, or back in the nineties, uh, there was a dude, a dude named, um, Vlad, Vladimir. Right. And you saw you saw Vlad in the front row of every raw taping of every pay per view, and you're like, how? How do how? these guys? I don't do this. I don't know, but you hey, know? you know what? It's <laughs> if you if you have a way and have a means, follow your passion because sure, <laughs> like there are there are like you that know, just tells are... me that man has no children, uh, no wife, no mortgage, no <laughs> nothing, nothing. Um, trust fund, maybe a trust fund, because I don't know if, how else you can exactly. Because I can't, I I couldn't travel like that with the, with the job I have. No, like, no, you couldn't. You ridiculous. absolutely could not. Um, and, and this is and purely coming out of a place of envy. I'm yes, just very, I, I'm just very jealous. And I was gonna say, especially back then, there was no remote jobs that I could think of, and there's no way, like, if he was no. like a traveling salesman, that that raw just happened to follow where he was traveling every <laughs> single. Imagine he's just peddling vacuums in every in every city that WWE happens to be in. He's That's like sitting in someone's living room, idea. like I'm about to sell a vacuum, but I gotta get down because your your event center is hosting Raw tonight. So do you want to make this sale? Because I gotta go. Um, I, I just a quick story. I think I've told this on the show before, but I, I can tell a quick story about uh, about my earliest memories of Edge. Because this goes all the way back to 1997. Uh, before before Edge was a thing, there was no such thing as Edge. There was only Sexton Hardcastle. And what a name, eh? Um, I have two cousins who went to went to high school in in Orangeville with both Edge and Christian, and mm-hmm. the uh, the soon to be named Sin Bodhi, uh, also known as Kazarni. They all went to high school together. They were good friends. And knowing that I was a huge wrestling fan, so my cousins always used to tell me, hey, our buddies are, are, are wrestlers. You should check them out. You should check them out. Their names are Sexton Hardcastle and Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. 
Now I remember thinking that's the most ridiculous name I've ever heard in my life. I fucking yeah. love it. Yeah. And final and finally in February of 1998, this dinky little indie promotion was coming through my town of Inglehart for the very first time. Wrestling was coming to Inglehart for the first time in history. And the main event was the Suicide Blondes, which is Christian Cage and Sex and Heart Castle versus the Bushwhackers. Oh my gosh. And I got so excited because I'm finally going to meet these guys that my cousins have been telling me about for, for two years. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, Adam tore his rotator cuff um, only a few weeks before the show and didn't make it. Now, in hindsight, I'm wondering if that's true because this happened. This show was in February of 98. He appeared for the first time in w- on WWF television in May of 98. Oh, so you think he had his contract at that point? I'm wondering if they signed him and said, you got to back out of your indie shows because we don't want you getting yeah. I'm wondering if he made up the, the rotator cuff injury to, to not have to do those shows. Very possible. Or he hurt himself. Um, what I do know is his replacement that night in the Suicide Blondes was a guy named Martin Kane. Uh played by somebody you would know as Andrew Test Martin. Mart, yeah. 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 I figured, yeah. Yeah, they all came up together, right? They uh, did. Edge, um, Christian, Test, Val Venus, I believe, was part of that group too, or was he ahead of them? Very, very possible. He may have also been, uh, uh, I think he was trained by the same guy. trained, yeah, so, okay. He so they were all trained scene. by this guy named Ron Hutchinson. Yes, uh, and he had a school in like downtown Toronto, right? Yeah, yeah. Or he still uh, does the, have a school down there. I believe. I believe so, with a guy named Sweet Daddy Siki, and uh, and uh, Sin Bodhi uh, Kizarni was also part of that school. Uh, a bunch of other guys. Uh, very, very famous promoter uh, uh, trainer is Ron, Ron Hutchinson. Appeared on SmackDown just last week here in Toronto. Uh, also trained Beth Phoenix, Edge's wife. Uh, you know, he, he trained a lot of the. Canadian guys coming up. Mm-hmm. I was going to discuss this with uh, with, with Tyler, but I'm going to I'm going to throw it at you. Obviously, you know we like to rank people on this show. Uh, <laughs> Have you guys done of, that before? Kind of our gimmick. It's kind of what we do. So I'm going to throw a couple things, and I don't want you to answer. I want you to answer per tier. Okay, I'm going to give you a tier, and you tell me where you're standing. Now, I think we can both agree. Edges in the top five Canadian wrestlers of all time. Yes, I I was thinking you were going to pitch this at me uh, when you messaged me that you wanted me on the show, and I was like thinking, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? He's definitely top five, top Canadian five wrestlers. Canadian wrestlers, and yeah. I, I don't think that's even an argument. Mm-hmm. Now let's go down to let's start with greatest wrestlers in WWF history. Okay, let's start with top fifty. Does he make your top fifty? Yes. Yes, I agree. Bump up. Does he make your top 25? Yeah. Me too. Top 20. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. It's hard. I think it would take a lot more research for me. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think he's, if he makes it, he's just squeaking in. Top 15? I think that's where... He, I think he's top fifteen. I don't. You think, think he's he top gets, fifteen? Yeah. I so he doesn't. He gets he, so he's definitely not the, top ten. I don't think he gets in the top ten, but it's tough because I mean the guy won thirty-one championships. That's a lot. Yeah. Right. And, 
And he and he went he a also... long way for a guy for a guy who came from this gimmick that didn't talk <laughs> to a guy that to we a guy are that... who we are. <laughs> to a guy who day. a guy who we thought was just gonna get stuck in a tag team for his whole career. To one of the most successful champions in the history of the company. That's what I mean. Not only one of the most successful champions had several great versions of an awesome gimmick. Yeah. Rated R superstar slash ultimate opportunist. Right. Yeah. It's it, yeah. like, and I, I'm sure we'll go through it in his career, but you saw that evolution of that character over those years up until his first retirement. You, you didn't mention he tortured also, soul. Uh, what, yeah. what, what about vampire? <laughs> and, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> There may have been uh, a couple of hits. Holy Trinity, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or the Holy Trio, or whatever they call. Um, you know what? Also I, the. Go ahead. And I was gonna say, like, why he's probably top fifteen. Um, he he also took a new gimmick and made it uh special and made it something that has lasted to this point with the money in the bank. That's very true. Very right? true. Like how many how many people can really lay claim to being like, you know, like I put that on the same level as like Shawn Michaels in the ladder match or Undertaker in the Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. So he, he, other than maybe Chris Jericho, he's this he's the first person you think of when you think of Money in the Bank. Yeah, you know, like, some people might Jericho think of Chris Jericho's was, first because yeah. because Jericho because came up with the concept came up and, and everything. It, but yeah, Edge Edge took it and ran with it. Took mm-hmm. the idea of what what it means to hold this briefcase and and what you should be doing with it, right? And it's almost not like only he, did he, it's almost like he ruined it for everyone else because yeah, that first cash in, right? Like the the guy I feel sorry for the most is Rob Van Dam because he's the first person to cash it in on an actual match. And he didn't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like that match, the only reason it went over the way it did was because, or the way it worked, was because they did it at an ECW show. Yeah. Where John Cena was getting his ass booed out the fucking building. If they would have done that, one of my favorite else, matches, just based on crowd reaction alone, it's 100%. so good. That happens at any other pay per view that year, though. That, that, concept of, of rvd just setting it up like a regular match goes over like a fart in church yep i agree 100 i agree um, so sorry and, and, you were gonna say something earlier about what what i love about what just to add on what you said about edge you know creating this concept or not creating the concept but but creating what you can do with this concept not only did he you know because i don't think we were thinking about that when it, you know the, the whole ultimate opportunist thing in the beginning we mm-hmm. never thought Oh yeah, he's gonna wait till someone gets their ass kicked for fucking an hour in an elimination chamber, and yeah. then come and you know yeah, that wasn't in our thought process before. It's in our thought process now. Every time you know someone has the briefcase, but back then you didn't think like that. Not only did he do that with with, with John Cena, one of the biggest names mm-hmm. in the history of the company, but then a year later he went did it with the Undertaker. Yep. Another one of the biggest names in the history of the company. Yeah. That man has two cash-ins and two wins over two of the uh, of the most important names in the history of the WWE. Yeah. That's insane to me. Yeah. And what a way to get heat, right? Because it's like you didn't 100%. actually you didn't actually beat those guys, 
but now you're the champion anyway, right? <laughs> like, exactly. so exactly, yeah, I love it. And, and and he he won both the WWE Championship and the World Heavyweight Championship. And the World Heavyweight Championship, doing yeah. doing it that way. And like you said, what a way to get heat! And nobody had heat like the the Raider Superstar at that point. Um, the only person that may have been more hated in the company at that point was probably Lita. <laughs> yeah, and then they 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 were paired up. So, exactly. Yeah. Like, like the heat on those two were was ridiculous. Yeah, just ridiculous. Um, I think that's. I don't know if they've done an angle, maybe since then, and I'm probably over speaking here i'm i don't i'm not the wrestling encyclopedia that that tyler is uh far far from it but i i don't remember uh an angle uh where they took something in real life and put it onto a screen that was that personal like sure stuff between the rock and cena got kind of personal i guess um and i'm sure there's there's others that i'm forgetting but man like everybody knew not not to that issue yeah, you know not to I mean? that degree. You and know, the they, that they that someone they, got fired over it, right? Exactly. Matt Hardy got fired over this issue, and then they bring him back, and they're like, like they would okay, touch on things. It. Like back in '97, they alluded to the fact that uh, you know, um, uh, the Brian Pillman had had been with, with with Terry Reynolds before Goldust, and you know. She was mine before she was yours. <laughs> that wasn't real. <laughs> well, come on, they had photos. This, damn it! And there was no Photoshop back then. How there was no Photoshop? That? Yeah. Um, but the the, the Pillman Goldust thing was probably the closest thing we got to that until the uh, until the Edge Lita thing. But the Edge Lita thing was happening. We were watching it play out. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we, that's never happened before or probably ever since. Like, like, like that, that's a one that that's lightning in a bottle right there. And as it's uncomfortable and maybe a tad immoral to capitalize on that, they couldn't not. Right. Everybody yeah. came out smelling like roses, except for maybe Matt Hardy. Yeah. Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy looked great for about a month. Yeah. And then yeah. lost that loser leaves town match. And, Nobody thought of him again. <laughs> That's right. Never again. <laughs> Never again. Until he deleted himself. <laughs> until he deleted himself. That's right. But um, uh, yeah. yeah, but like everybody like, else came out like roses, though. <laughs> like the fact that it's like, okay, we're gonna put on a professional match and 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 get through this, and get through this story, even though there's clearly some very bad blood in real life here um and we're gonna try to let that play out in front of the screen like that is (laughs) crazy to me it's just crazy and then the weirdest thing too is like they like turned up the dial on that angle with um (laughs) with the live sex celebration right and it got like a 5.2 rating i think i read earlier today like it's it's insane I gave a lot of thought. I'm not going to spoil it to you right now whether that's on my list or not. But when I was making this list, I had to call Tyler and say, I'm so torn on whether or not that belongs on a list or not because I know Edge hates it. I know Lita hates it. Uh, you know, it's all it's come out in the last few years that Lita was basically threatened. You're either going to do this or you're fucking fired. Oh, uh, I hate that. It, 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 it's a very, very dirty, dirty thing now. Mm hmm. 
but <laughs> but not to not not to sully anything not to not to diminish the feelings of real human beings but it was the most watched angle on television in years in years like, like it's it's still to this day one of the highest rated episodes of raw mm-hmm. in in history yeah which is wild and, absolutely you know yeah um yeah and that, no, I, it, I'm like again it, and it stems back to it's like hey these two had this thing in real life behind this other guy's back like, yeah yeah and then and then she got legit naked on national television yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If that doesn't get you ratings, I don't know what will. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think uh well, before you were gonna ask me, and then we we got off topic, but about Unforgiven 2006, mm, like yes. um that's yeah, where it started. For me, like I uh, that that was the reason I went to that show. Um Aside from that, like that was an awesome show. Talk about you know loving people from Canada, loving people from Toronto. They had Trish Stratus and and Lita had a um a women's championship match, and it was Trish's last match up until this now current run in present day twenty twenty three. And actually, I went to that show with my uh brother at the one in two thousand and six, and then he really hasn't watched a ton of wrestling really since that point. And mm-hmm. then um we we're just chatting the other day and. I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to watch uh, SummerSlam um, this weekend or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, anybody that I would know. And I was like, well, actually, Trish is supposed to be on it. He's like, Trish Stratus? What year is it? He's like, I saw her retire <laughs> like 50, like with my own eyes, she retired like 15 years ago. And she didn't miss a fucking beat now, did nope. she? Nope, not at all. Not oh at all. So, um, yeah, so that Unforgiven show, like... Uh, and then it also had a Hell in a Cell match on it. So it was the te- the the handicap <laughs> one, right? Horrible. DX. Yeah. Um, is that the one? That, that's like, where they shoved Vince's head up Big Show's ass. Big right? Shows, yes. Yeah. So, but I was like, it's cool that we're gonna get to see a Hell in a Cell match and a TLC match in the same pay per view. The thing that uh, was amazing was um, they do the pre match build and when. Uh, they do the promo package and then Edge's voice comes on and there's a huge pop. And then he gets mm-hmm. to the point where he's like, okay, John, it's going to be me and you one more time, but it's going to be in my match, TLC, in my hometown. The place exploded. Yeah. Like it was, and like that, and that energy just looked pretty much stayed there the whole time until yeah. Edge came out and then it hit another level. And like you could see it was affecting him because he had to like, Slap like you could tell he was yeah. overcome with emotion, right? Because that would like Toronto, as as Jerry the King Lawler always said, it was Bizarro World. Yes, because hundred percent. SummerSlam two thousand and two in Toronto, where um was it two? Maybe it was three. The one where, anyway. the one where Orton beat Benoit. Yeah, either two. I want to say three. So what could that be two? year? That yeah, so it was in Toronto, and Edge was in a triple threat match for the Intercontinental, and he got booed out of the building. Yeah, so I was always like, man, like <laughs> the people in that building there, like I'm like, you guys don't deserve Edge. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. if they if that moment didn't happen, we probably never get Edge and Cena in a TLC match in Toronto. And then the one thing that bothered me is this DVD. Whoa, hello. 
Yeah. It's called Our Nation's Pride, right? Okay. Um, and it's got that match on there. And it's other featuring other matches with Jericho and Kevin Owens and Trish Stratus on there, Sami Zayn's on there. Um, but when I first got this DVD, it was the first time I had seen the Unforgiven match since watching it live. Okay. And they dub down the crowd noise. They pump it up for Cena coming in. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's almost non-existent when Edge comes in because Ugh, that's sad. And I'm like, come on. It's one of the loudest pops I've ever heard. And, and it's it, not it is part of that story. It's part of that story. It you is. wouldn't like you can't expect Edge to get booed in that town. I don't yeah. care how much he has. And the thing is, I remember thinking about that. I figured just in Canada in general, we're not gonna boo him. Yeah. Well, he got us, he got us to boo him the very next night. And it was that one the my, one in Montreal. Yeah, one of my favorite things of all time. And and uh, I'm not gonna censor myself, so I forgive me for using this word, but when he comes out and he's like, Do you guys want me to get my rematch here in, in my home country? And the fucking place went nuts. So, well, I'm not in my home country. I'm in Canada's retarded cousin, Quebec. And then the place went fucking bonkers from that point for the rest of the night we hated edge he's a genius i get it absolutely he'll never be able to get himself heat in canada in toronto don't even bother trying but Mm -hmm. everywhere else in the world that man can get heat like nobody's business yeah um and then you know he moves on to do stuff with uh with vicky guerrero and that Mm -hmm. got a lot of heat and yeah, it's like, man, his whole career, like just, and that's what I was talking about before with the evolution of that character, the ultimate opportunist, right? No one actually thought that he loved Vicky Guerrero, like exactly. you know, the Edge yeah. character, yeah. right? We all yeah. knew he was doing it yeah. to gain an advantage, right? And then she would go in and like, be like, okay, well, Edge's opponent can't use their finisher tonight and stuff like that, right? Or it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is supposed to be a one-on-one match. Well, actually, it's going to be Edge and Kurt Hawkins or Zack Ryder. Th- those were the Edge heads, right? Hawkins, yes, and they Ryder? were. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's like they're also going to be in the, or one of them's going to be the special guest referee or something, right? Yeah. So it's like she was stacking the cards in favor of Edge, and um. It was yeah, a great run. Like it's it was a, such a yeah. It's it's what made SmackDown fun for a while. It really did. Yeah, I love that stuff. Now speaking of guys who could get heat, I'm going to switch gears really quick before, sure. and then and then we're going to get into the into this list. Um, I can't do this show without at least mentioning this. We're going to mention it briefly, and then we're going to go really hardcore. No pun intended. Uh, in a couple weeks. Um, today, as we are recording this, earlier today, it was announced that uh, we have lost Terry Funk. Terry Funk uh, did pass away earlier this afternoon at the age of 79 years old. To to quote our good friend Adam, what a fucking life. Mm -hmm. Uh, This man has done everything to do in this business. There's nothing he hasn't done. There's nowhere he hasn't worked. He, he, he were, you know, he did all the territories. He did the NWA. He did WCW. He did WWF. He did ECW. He did everything. There's nothing Terry Fogg hasn't done. Um, no, not a continent. He hasn't bled on. Uh, not a, you, you want to talk about legends. There's no legend that hasn't been in the ring with Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. He was respected. He was loved. There's, there's nothing that hasn't been said about Terry Funk that I could say right now. We are going to do a top seven uh, list of some sort in a couple of weeks. 
I just didn't think it was fair to the legacy and to the memory of Terry to just throw something together in one afternoon. Uh, this deserves a couple of weeks work. We're going to really put it together. The last time we talked about Terry Punk on this show, uh, Tyler got really fucked up. Uh, he drank an entire bottle of Jack Daniels on the show in mem- in honor of uh, of his hero, one of his heroes, Terry Funk. He just fucking pounded a bottle of Jack Daniels and got himself just destroyed. Um, so uh, we'll see if Tyler, we can get Tyler to do that again in a couple weeks. Uh, and uh, he'll uh, he'll be drunk forever, forever, forever. forever. Yeah, uh, that is in actually... a couple weeks. I, I'm I'm looking forward to uh to listening to to that one for sure with uh with you and and Tyler. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to uh to hearing what uh, Foley will have to say. Um, yeah, about Terry Funk. Although a lot of what uh, Foley talks about on his Foley is pod podcast is 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 him having already um relived a lot of stuff with Terry yeah. Funk and and his in his matches with him against him and stuff like that so i'm sure that uh Conrad Thompson and will will have something prepared and uh I'm that sure. should probably be a pretty good listen to um i would say i would probably say the same i haven't listened to Rick Flair's podcast in a very long time i don't mm-hmm. even know if he still does it but if he I does have no idea if he does i'm sure Rick will have a lot of things to say about Flair, about uh about Terry as well um any of those old school guys, mm-hmm. you know, if any of them to have uh podcast, I guarantee they're going to talk about Terry. Cause like I said before, there's not a legend who hasn't worked with Terry, right. not a single one. All right. With that, uh, with all that out of the way, what do you say, man? Are you ready to talk about the top seven career moments of the rated R superstar start? Easy for me to say the rated R superstar. <laughs> Sorry, I should I should be honoring our, our good friend yeah, Tony Chimmel like this. The rated R superstar. Let's talk some edge here today. Uh, we're gonna start off hot. We're gonna go to number seven, and it's gonna be Edge winning the 2010 Royal Rumble. This is his first okay. time winning the Royal Rumble. So who did he end up facing at, at WrestleMania that year? Oh, you son was of that the uh, was that the Jericho one? Was that Jericho? That's a very good uh, question. You're going to put me on the anyway, spot Anyway, yeah, so he came in at number 29 at this one, right? He did, yes. Good memory. Yeah. Okay. Um, WrestleMania 2010. I, I'm so bad with dates and stuff like that. I don't uh, remember this what is where that is. Adam and actually Tyler as well. Just yeah. uh, amazing. I, Adam's cal- like he has a calendar built in his head. That uh oh okay it is it is the one against Jericho yeah it is Jericho right. okay yeah cool um this this is this is great because this is first the reason it's my it's got to be on the list I'm not gonna say every anybody who's anybody has won a Royal Rumble because you know Mick Foley hasn't won a Royal Rumble and there's a there's a handful of guys that didn't just didn't get it but 99 percent of the big names have won at least one Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And that's a big moment. That's when you get to be that guy standing in the ring, pointing at the sign, doing the thing, saying, I'm going, you know, I'm going to WrestleMania. I I, I just won the World Series and I'm going to Disneyland. You know, you, you when you get to be that guy, 
that is, I think, even more than being the champion going into WrestleMania, the focal points more the focal points on the guy who wins the Royal Rumble. At least it used to, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 especially back in the day, the focal point wasn't 100 on the champion. It was it was 100 on the guy going to WrestleMania to become champion, and that was still the days back then. I think that this is like a holy shit moment because it's he comes back. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he was a surprise comeback. Like people didn't know he was coming back from an injury at that point. And then he eliminates Cena at the end of that match. That's right. Which is right? kind so of it's uh, like kind of apropos because that's how uh, John Cena won his Royal Rumble as well by coming out uh, the Madison Square Garden a, one, a, a, a surprise return. Yep. And it was a oh, it was he also came out a very late 30. number. Yeah, it was he it thirty? I knew. 30, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was twenty nine or thirty. Yeah. So 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 Cena did a very similar thing. Those two guys, man, they they're. We're gonna go off topic here for a minute because I we gotta talk about these two guys. Their their careers mirrored each other in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call? I I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna put this down as my, my as my pick. You can tell me if this is different for you. I'm gonna put Cena as the greatest rival edge ever had. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to argue all. I mean, an edge would I, probably be up there in the top three for Cena. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I like, obviously his, his feud with Orton is mm-hmm. great. His stuff with the undertaker is so good. Um, the stuff with Kurt Angle was pretty good when he just started. His stuff with Kurt Star. I love his stuff with Kurt. Yeah, but he, yeah, like I feel like he almost, is, almost if if John Cena is super, <laughs> if if John Cena is Superman, edges his Lex Luthor. Hundred percent. That that yeah. that's how I look at it. Yeah, it's uh, I I feel this isn't going to become a uh, suck John Cena's dick show, <laughs> but it. I, I almost feel like there's very little guys who could get a bad program out of Cena. There's so many guys you could say that Cena is up there as one of their best opponents. Randy mm-hmm. Orton, I'm going to say Cena Cena's probably Randy's best opponent. Batista, they're up there together. Uh, mm-hmm. The Undertaker, they're up there together. Uh, or no, I'm thinking Edge again. But but still, they're, they're, they're like Cena, all the big names. You you can put Triple H. You put mm-hmm. Cena in there. And Cena didn't have a whole lot of, you know, you can say what you want about his early, you know, wrestling career, but his, as that big baby face, he was going up against the top heels and having JBL and having great programs with every single one of them. And Edge was no different, man. I think him and Edge had some of my favorite programs in the mid 2000s. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, they, you know, when, when with your number seven here, when it's Edge and Cena, um, I'm pretty sure Cena doesn't Cena like he eliminates Batista, mm-hmm. and then Edge is standing like against the ropes doing his yep. come on, but then yeah, and then Cena, oh, I feel like I just watched this, and then Cena like reverses the spear, but then right away Edge reverses it back and then sends Cena over. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, that's, that's that sounds that sounds about right. I I, I haven't watched um, it in a long time, but I that, that so that, yeah, that I think something in my brain. I think a lot of people like I don't remember watching this live, but I'm sure so many people were just like, well, 
Cena's just eliminated Batista, so Cena's clearly going back to main event WrestleMania, but then all of a sudden Edge is the last one staying there. I think it I think it's a surprise. It's a it's a nice um kudos to his return. Mm-hmm. And Big it's time. a it's a nice spot to eliminate someone that has been one of your biggest rivals over your career. So yeah, yeah great spot at number seven for sure. Speaking of uh great rivals for Edge. This can bring us to our number six and uh, probably the greatest rival that Edge and Christian ever had in the Hardy Boys. And we're going to No Mercy 1999 and their first, uh, the first time that the crowd knew, okay, they're not just some tag team. Mm-hmm. This is their, their ladder match at No Mercy where this match, it stole the entire pay-per-view. It outshined both the likes of the biggest names in the business, like Triple H and, Sh- and Steve Austin. And didn't they make they and made an event that night? It got a standing ovation. These motherfuckers got a standing ovation from a wrestling crowd. This shit doesn't happen. Not in that and this, era, and especially not in 1999. Um, this was nuts. This was this was the first time the company really said, "Okay, let's see what you have." To give us because if this if this match doesn't go off you know wrestlemania 16 and 17 don't you know they don't get the shine there and and going forward we don't get all those amazing matches that we're going we're going to end up getting um everything was riding on the, these two teams in 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 uh in 1999 we can sit here in 2023 and i barely remember that edge and christian didn't win that night it didn't it doesn't matter yeah, they didn't. No, the Hardys won that. The night. Hardys it, won. It, yeah, it didn't and Jeff had to pull the thing down. He fell off the ladder doing it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, but it doesn't matter. It does. It's it, it, it. And at that point in time, wins and losses still count. It still like really mattered to fans because fans mm-hmm. weren't ready to give up kayfabe yet. But at that point, at that night, no one gave a shit who won and who lost. We knew we saw something magic. We saw one of the best matches of that era. Definitely the best tag team match of that era. Do you remember what it was that was hanging and what they were fighting for? I don't. I haven't watched the match in a long time. Was it not the services of Terry Reynolds? Holy fuck, it was. Right. That was when they were doing the... No, they weren't still doing that stupid... Um, it was right after the Hardy stopped doing the shit with Michael Hayes, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's so horrible, right? That sh- like the fact that that wasn't a, that, like for the tag team. That in my brain, in my brain, in my brain, I just decided it's it's a tag team championship match because that's you know I want to remember it like that. But thanks for bringing me back yeah. to, to to reality, Matt. The horrible, right. horrible reality of nineteen ninety nine. Here's, I think, and you touched on it, the beauty of the whole thing is that is Edge and and Jeff and Matt and Christian to an extent as well. But it's it's Edge kind of saying there's an opportunity here for us, guys. We're not just going to go out and um, have a match that isn't going to, like, I don't know if he's like, we're going to steal the show, but it's like, guys, we're given an opportunity to do something memorable here we're giving we're getting an opportunity to do something that people haven't seen yet 
Mm-hmm. And he kind of that, and that followed him throughout his career. Like we already touched on first ever yeah. money in the bank cash in, um, you know, first time uh, having a TLC match at a, at a WrestleMania kind of thing. Exactly. Right. So um, it, like like this match was the first time they had ever put a tag team in a ladder match. Yeah. And just some of the moves and some of the spots they pulled off in that night. And and like you said, it basically, yeah, it, it gave them, they got a standing ovation at the end of it because of what they were able to do in that moment. And yeah, this is awesome. This is, this should definitely be on a list. Um, and, and you're right. I think this is one of the matches that probably changed the course of WF history. Um, if you if you're asking for my vote, uh, I do say that this match is better than both the uh, the TLC matches. I just do. I I, I think it is. Really? Yeah. I, you I think the storytelling's better, or this. I mean, take away the Terry shit, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I just, I do think it's just, it's just the uh, the the superior match. Um, and remember too, up until now, the standard for ladder matches was Razor and Sean in 1994. You know, we mm-hmm. nobody had beaten that match, and I don't think anybody expect was expected to beat that match for quite a while. So for these two tag teams, especially not a tag team, what are you going to mm-hmm. do with a tag team? You know, four That's... guys come on, they did it, man, and and they kept doing it. They they made a career out of it. These guys. It it you made know? me actually like tag team ladder matches better than one on one ladder matches. Yeah, for uh, up until probably uh, probably when Jericho and Benoit had their ladder match at one of the Royal Rumbles, two thousand one yeah. Rumble, I think it Something was. Like that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, amazing. I love I love that match. That yeah. because that that match, man. Number let's let's be honest, Jericho. Say what you want to say about him at this, this part of his career. I don't really care what people want to say. He's one of the smartest men in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he's always looking to evolve, not only himself, but his craft. He did things with that ladder that night that you're like, wait, why did nobody think of doing this before? Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. that, 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 that ladder was a ladder. It was a chair. It was, it was it a was, table. It was a table. It was a, 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 a uh, fucking pole vault. It was everything, man. That it was a weapon. It was a human being for as as far as uh, anybody was concer- uh, concerned. He did things to that ladder that nobody should have been able to do with a ladder. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal match. But yeah. I don't think people are trusting those guys with ladder matches if the ladder match doesn't get popularized again by Edge and Christian and the Hardys. Yeah, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. And again, it, this this was the beginning of of trusting Edge, one hundred percent big match in big match situations. Well, that's the most perfect thing you could possibly say right now. Moving into my number five, you want to talk about trusting this man in big match situations. You want to talk about you know the firsts. You want to talk about he was the first to do this and the first to do that. There's a lot of firsts in professional wrestling. You know, there, there's a first time for everything, but there's not everybody gets their first headline wrestlemania but at wrestlemania 24 edge headline wrestlemania for the very first time against the phenom the undertaker and this match deserves to be on this list just because of its importance okay uh they were they wanted him to end the streak that night yeah that's, that's how much trust too. that's how much trust they had in edge not only do they want him to go and headline the biggest show of the year 
they want him to be the as the champion, mind you, but they want him to end the streak. That's ridiculous. That's amazing. So two things there. Number one, how many guys get to say that they were the last guy out at WrestleMania holding the title? Right. Yeah. Like what a cool spot to be in, right. let alone going eye to eye with the Undertaker when you're making your way down the ramp, right? Like, Oof. oh man, like just goosebumps, right? Um, the second thing I was gonna say about that is um, oh, do you think that management thought, well, if he doesn't win the rated R superstar and the ultimate opportunist gimmick, it's done. Like, do you think I, that they were worried? That I don't he think didn't so. beat the Undertaker. I don't think so because the Undertaker, he's so good that he can he can protect you. He can mm-hmm. make you can lose to the Undertaker, and then still be a big star the next night. You know, a loss to the Undertaker doesn't hurt because the Undertaker is just he's bigger than life. Everybody's lost to the Undertaker. You know what I mean? So so you mm-hmm. you can lose to the Undertaker and the Undertaker. He doesn't, he won't squash you. He's not going to make you look weak. He's not going to make you look bad. He's going to make it look so that if if you, if if he beats you that night, he's still good. Because there's no money in it for Taker for not to be able to have another program with you later down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, Taker's one of the smartest guys in the business. He wants to make sure that you're still going to be around to make money for him. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I, I kind of doubt that was the case. I think they just, you know, they were probably thinking well eventually we gotta we gotta pull the trigger eventually we gotta do it but we can't not do it we like edge edge is good edge is awesome let's let let's let edge do it mm-hmm. and uh thank god edge said no because I, I i don't i don't think that would have been good for his character i don't um he might have got some temporary heat from it but i i don't think it would have been been great and uh moving on the matches with Shawn Michaels and the and Triple H later on at WrestleMania wouldn't mean mm-hmm. as much. Exactly. You know? So exactly, I'm yeah. I'm glad Edge said no. Yeah. Um, I, I am too on that on that front. And I I also like, but this build was it it probably wasn't the first time that the streak almost had that much importance. It it surely wasn't. Um but um it was the first time I feel like I felt like it was, it could be lost. Yeah. Because, I remember thinking the same thing. Yeah. And, wait, and, who, and wait, who he, faced him first? Was it Edge or Randy? Because I remember thinking I'm the same thing. I'm trying to remember Randy. that. I, it was probably, it was actually probably Orton. Yeah. Because I remember like, thinking Randy. The Randy. Legend, yeah. And I was like, well, he's, he's got to do it because he is yeah. the legend killer, right? He yeah. has to, he has to do it. Right. Um, so yeah, I, that might have been the year before at twenty three. I think I remember thinking. 22. I think that no. makes no, no twenty three. I think what, you're right. Yeah. Um, I think the other reason I remember thinking that Edge might do it was because at that point in time, Edge was also undefeated at WrestleMania. Yes, and that was part of the the build. That was up part to of it. the build, and, and that's and that line is in the promo package mm-hmm. when he when he says Undertaker, you've never lost at WrestleMania, just like me so i remember like, thinking okay yeah i remember thinking well maybe taker's gonna retire in a couple of years yeah and i like may i make it's possible because he was getting up there at that point i'm like yeah. maybe ta- maybe taker's gonna retire and they want to start building another streak 
Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I'd you be a cool guy to have that streak. It'd be a very different streak. It wouldn't be the phenom streak. It would be this heel, this cocky heel that you know. Orton and Taker was WrestleMania. Orton and Taker was WrestleMania twenty one. Just uh, so we don't piss off everybody. It was, was twenty one. So it was two. So it was three years before twenty four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Randy was a baby. So it was. It was Undertaker's. So he came back as the Dead Man at twenty. So it was his first one since his return as the dead man. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway. Before we move on, quick question for you here. I'm a big fan. I'm glad they did it like this. Cause I, 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 I'm a big fan of the champion always coming out last. If you're holding the belt, you should be the last one coming to the ring. I'm a big fan of that. However, with that said, if you're in, if you're in the opponent's shoes and you're facing the undertaker, WrestleMania, where do you want to be? Do you want to be in the ring watching him come towards you? Or do you want to be coming down and watch him in the ring waiting for you? Anakin, I have the high ground. <laughs> man, oh, either way, it's scary as fuck just to watch that man, like, staring your ass down. Even though, I, like, okay, like, take out take out the fact that you know, you, you know, um, that you're, you're putting a match together with this guy. It's the fact that, like, you have to go toe to toe with someone that is as synonymous mm-hmm. to WrestleMania this, as this... anyone in history ever is. So whether you are walking down the ramp and saying, I have to have the best performance of my life tonight, or you're standing in the ring waiting, waiting and saying, I hope I don't screw this up for this guy. Either and way. This, and reason number 926 why i hate the term fake when it comes to wrestle when it comes to wrestling it might be scripted but there's nothing fake about what's going on right there mm-hmm. that is as real as it comes because you you need just like a team or an athlete needs to win mm-hmm. your win is making sure you do your job better than anybody else that night especially mm-hmm. when you're up against a guy like the undertaker. Cause if you don't, that's a loss. If you fuck up, say, you're yeah. it's just like losing the super bowl. You fuck up well, at WrestleMania. You've just lost the super bowl. I would, I would say it's, it's, it's all, it's more like um, having to share the stage with like Surrey and McKellen and not want to forget your lines. That's, that's a great, <laughs> like, no, I like that. That's you, a great you know analogy. What I mean? Like, it's, yeah. Yeah. Being in the WrestleMania match against the Undertaker is it's a privilege. And I'm so glad Edge got that opportunity. Um, but yeah, about the belt uh coming in last and thing, I think two things, and obviously they don't hold true anymore because they haven't done this, but I think two things that should be sacred about the WWE that should always hold true is the winner of the Royal Rumble headlines should, WrestleMania. Should Agreed. And the champion should enter last. I agree with both those statements. I always have. And you can, and you can do this. Like, and now that they have a men's and a women's WrestleMania, uh, now that they have a men's and a women's Royal Rumble, Mm -hmm. there is, there should be no excuse that one night the women close and one night the men close with the Royal Rumble winners. Yep. Every once in a while, maybe there's an exception that you can really argue at me. This year may have been that exception because that tag match, I get why they close night one. I do. I get it. Um, you could you could argue to me that maybe at WrestleMania 8, Rock and Hogan should have closed. X8. Uh, what did I say? You said 8. 
18 is what I meant. Yes. Yeah, weird. <laughs> um, you know, you you could you could convince me that Rock Hogan should have closed. Um when Sean Taker closed that uh, what was it 26, that was the right call. Uh, but those but those things don't happen often. 99% of the time, your your Royal Rumble winner should be the one uh in the main event. Because what are you saying otherwise? Yeah. That, yeah, they the won point. the rumble, but, but yeah. But... Okay. <laughs> uh speaking so of that? very that's, that's only number five on your list? That's number five, man. Wow. We WrestleMania four more to go. against the Undertaker at five. Okay. Well, okay. You can tell. I, I think, I think this Tyler is, would be arguing with you here. Tyler would argue with me just by fucking me being here. Uh, I mean, I have no credibility. Didn't you know? That's did I, right. Did you, not, yeah. did you not get the memo <laughs> before you joined the show? Uh, moving on, my number four, I think. Because this is this is moments, right? And I think this I think people remember this more than they remember the fact that he headlined WrestleMania. Okay. And that's the fact that you brought up early in the show and that he is the first ever man to be money in the bank. This is part of his gimmick. This is part of his persona, who he is. Mm-hmm. I think this is more synonymous with Edge than any WrestleMania match could. Okay. Um, is it because that had never that was a match that was brand new and he it was brand new it was a it it was a whole new it's it's so funny that he didn't even want to be in it because he didn't want to uh he was sick of being known as the ladder match guy so uh, so originally originally he said no i don't i don't want to do it he's like well that's that's your mania spot this year and he says okay then i just won't be on mania this year that's that's how serious he was about it um, apparently Vince and Jericho together had to convince him to be in it. Which Can is you crazy imagine? because he wasn't on, he wasn't at WrestleMania 19. He wasn't at WrestleMania 20. So he was going to mm-hmm. skip 21 as well, just because he didn't like the spot. Yeah. Ooh, that, that would, that, that would have been his I, career, man. I think if that ruins him. That, I, I, yeah. I, I think it, I think it derails his entire career from that point on. We, we don't get any of what we get if he's not money in the bank. Um, and I think that's, and this is why it's number four on my list. Because number one, he was the first guy to do it. So that's important. Number two, the match was fucking phenomenal. Um, to this day, it's still probably my favorite Money in the Bank match. Um, and then just everything he did with the gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know, he coined the term Mr. Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. He's the first man to come out every week with that briefcase and make you think, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? What's he going to do every fucking week? And he's the man who used that briefcase to become champion for the for the first time. You know, nobody nobody had done what Edge did. The ultimate opportunist character couldn't be done without what he did that night at WrestleMania. So winning that, being trusted with that, I think is very, very important to him for him. Um and of the other guys in the match, Jericho, Christian. Benoit, how about four Canadians in this? Eh? Yeah, no um, shit. Eh? And then Kane? Sheldon Benjamin, and then Kane. Yeah. Um, so I like at that time, who else could have taken that briefcase and done that with it? Like Jericho. Nobody but nobody but yeah. Edge and Jericho could have gotten that thing over as much as but Edge. As much but as Jer- but that this I've always thought Money in the Bank is more of a heel gimmick anyway 
Yeah. For and sure. I'm pretty sure at that time Jericho was a babyface. So it would have been, I'm sure he the only way Jericho yeah, could have made it work is if he could have won it as a face and, and then, then you did turn, to turn yeah. heel. Yeah. Yeah. Which would have yeah, been yeah. fine, which has been great. But right. uh, but but Edge Man Edge made a career out of out of this all because of this match. And that moment, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this in a few minutes, uh, uh as as well, just WrestleMania moments in general. But that's a WrestleMania moment right there. Him winning that match is one of those moments that you talk about every WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's one of those matters. We actually talk about it twice a year because we talk about every WrestleMania and every Money in the Bank pay-per-view. You know what I mean? So so that, that match comes up a lot in the in, in the annals of annals, annals of uh of wrestling lore. I don't know where my mind um. is tonight. <laughs> I uh I don't know either, but yeah, I, I, I think this is a, this is awesome. This is an awesome moment for, for edge. And like I said, if he, if he skips out on that, like you just told me, if he skips out on that, he's done. Yeah. We're, we're not, hard. we're, we're not sitting here in 23 no. talking, we're talking about edge. We're not. Unless, you know, like, unless they, you know, give it to Sheldon Benjamin and he does nothing with it. And then Edge sees the oppor- seizes the opportunity yeah. and wins the next one or sure. something like that, right? But yeah. still, but it, he would have been known extra, as the first. Yeah, it makes yeah. it extra special knowing that he did it first. Yeah. Speaking of WrestleMania moments, this is where I'm going to start my top three. Okay. This isn't one of my favorite matches. It's not. And I, I'm going to be honest about that. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. But goddamn, did the man make a moment? Did the man, the man name a name for himself because of this moment? This moment gets played in video packages every fucking year for the last and 23 years. And it's when Lita jerked him off the ladder. <laughs> Love that. It's a great call. <laughs> the, 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 the spear heard around the world, man. Uh, Taking Jeff Hardy off that off that uh, that that belt rope, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that spear from the ladder gets replayed every fucking year. Um, like it I said, happened. It happened twenty two years ago. Yeah, and it's still. I, I've probably <laughs> seen it twenty two thousand times. Yeah, uh, it's again. Those aren't my favorite matches. Uh, uh, we we discussed this. Uh, Tyler and I discussed this a few months ago, right here on the show. Neither of us are massive fans of the uh, of the uh, of the the two WrestleMania TLC matches. I get their appeal, but they're just they're they're not. I th- I think they're a little overrated. As for you know, that's just me. But you can't steal. You can't take away that moment. This this is a list of moments, and that is a that is a that's a picture in time. That's a that's a freeze frame. That's something that happened within a second and a half and will live with Edge and Jeff Hardy and Jeff Hardy's chiropractor for the rest of time. You know what I mean? Like, like, like how many times, doesn't matter how many times you watch that match, how many times have you seen that clip over and over and over again? And to me, it's amazing. Like it usually goes Hogan body slamming Andre and then this clip follows it right after exactly yeah right it's just two iconic moments and you're like so this was the first Wrestlemania I watched live 
WrestleMania okay. 17. So right. I thought that this was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Like it, it was just, it was incredible. It was absolutely like the whole match was absolutely incredible, but you're right. This moment where, so like Hardy is trying to get the belt and then Bubba, like, again, the logic isn't there. Why would, why is Bubba Ray doing that instead of climbing the ladder to get him? Right. Cause yes. he's obviously, he knows what he's setting up. Right. Yes. As we know, outside of kayfabe, but but Bubba starts moving the ladder, and you're kind of like, well, where is he going with it? And then Hardy's foot actually gets stuck a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. So when he finally gets it loose and he kind of swings towards Edge, you're like, oh, no. I know exactly <laughs> what's about to happen. And then it happens. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. And the, the way the camera flashes go and, off. And it like, doesn't. And, 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 and JR's and... commentary, right? Just the, oh, my oh, yeah. God. Like, he, yeah, like everybody and was on their game that night. Thank God it happened 22 years ago and not this year because it would, in that one and a half seconds, Kevin Dunn would have changed the camera angle 16 times I, <laughs> just, just, just for that one shot. I I don't know if I ever talked about this on the wrestling show because it wasn't happening as much when we were recording, but I fucking cannot stand it's part of the reason i can't watch wwe as much as i used to now he's it's not actually as bad not as, he, as exactly. he's not as bad as he was about a year and a half two years ago yeah but for a while i, I had to stop watching wwe because it was making me ill motion sick yeah couldn't do it man so uh yeah thank god you didn't have uh and, didn't have that idea back in uh, at wrestlemania 17 to me it was also just hard to just follow the momentum of a match mm-hmm. yeah Right? Like, I don't know. Like, wrestling is actually pretty simple to shoot. Like, as someone who worked in television, you wanted yeah. to... The simpler it is, the better it is. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Wrestling, been on TV for 50 years, and I don't think I ever heard someone complain or someone say, you know, you know what they need more of in wrestling? <laughs> Quick cuts. Oh, fuck. Hey, hey, so, you know, anyway. You know what our fans haven't had enough of this week? seizures <laughs> exactly yeah they're definitely not playing to the epileptic crowd you know yeah absolutely um, oh but yeah this is this is such a cool and and it will live I, on in infamy yeah like it is... and because of that i do i do believe it belongs in the top three spot uh just because like you said it, it, it's it's an iconic moment i saw an interview edge was doing and and someone he said someone had asked him about um, preparing yourself for something like that and and how, how do you make sure you get it right and he's like we didn't practice that we we we, <laughs> we talked about doing the spot and yeah. jeff who's a risk taker said yeah let's do it but he's like i was never he's like i'm gonna do this once right that's like, he's the, like that's the kind not, of spot it's you not don't, a spot yeah. yeah that's the kind of spot you don't want to keep doing over and over again because, i uh yeah i remember it back in my backyard days I was uh, I was in a match where my opponent wanted to do um, an fu to me, but he was standing on the top rope. Oof! And I said, "Listen, I trust you. I trust that you won't kill me." And he goes, "Well, do you want to do you want to test it beforehand?" I'm like, "No, I trust you to not kill me one time Once. today." 
Because <laughs> if you if put you... the pressure on him to get it right once, exactly. That's it. If if he knows he can screw this one up, he's going to screw it up. Exactly. So let's just go out, call it as it is, and we'll and we'll do it. And it did, it, and it, and it felt great. It was awesome. It's a, it was a great it was a great move. Thank God it worked, and I didn't die. But it was one of those things like, no, we're not going to practice that. We I can't yeah. practice that because it'll it'll never it'll it wouldn't look good the second time anyways. You know yeah. that. So I, exactly. I I definitely understand where Edge is coming from on that one. Or, or boy, Jeff. did that one look good. Hey, my was, number. Yeah. My number two, saying, like the yeah, the spear off the ladder. It's just like you said, one of one of the iconic images of WF history, WWE history. My number two could be called another iconic image if you look at the very end of this pay per view. And if I was a lazy man, uh, I could have just lumped this right in with my number four and talked about it all in one, but I didn't. This deserves <laughs> okay. to be talked about by itself. And this is at the very end of the elimination chamber. When Edge cashes in on Cena for the very first time to become the uh, the WWE champion, this changed Edge's career. This whole this is where the Ultimate Opportunist was born. This is where the Radar Superstar was becoming a thing up until mm-hmm. now. But this is where he was like he blossomed. Like this is because the very what was it the very next night they did the live sex celebration, like. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is where Edge became like everything we know yeah. him to be now. Yeah. Um, he was building, he was slowly building everything after Money in the Bank. He was slowly building this character, slowly building this character, and yeah. then the character was born on the eve of Elimination Chamber. Well, that's the thing. He wins it at uh, Money in the Bank or at WrestleMania. Uh, so that's March or April that's, of two thousand five, and that, then he doesn't cash in. Until January, January of two thousand and six. Yeah, so right. that 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 that's a slow burn, a slow build, which I'm a big fan of. I like long builds, mm-hmm. um, to the point where you almost forgot he had it. Like you, like you didn't forget because he brought it out every week. But at the same time, it was no longer. What's he gonna do with that thing? It's okay. What's what's Edge doing this week? Mm-hmm. By the time he came out, you didn't think about it anymore. What I do think ruined it for me personally, you can tell me if maybe your experience was different. If I'm rebooking that, I take Vince out. I knew you were going to say that. And yeah, I would too. I just don't think he's needed. It's it's not against Vince. Yeah, it's... For for me, it it has nothing to do with my personal feelings of Vince. Just in that that situation, he, he wasn't needed for that. You know, he had nothing yeah. to do with that story. He had nothing to do with exactly. like, like, like he wasn't out there to fuck over Cena. Yeah, there was no re- reason for it. They should have just hit Edge's music. And, yeah. yeah, I think that maybe they thought that people would be confused. That people didn't people didn't understand that the cha- that the uh, money in the bank owner could cash in whenever he wanted. They didn't get mm-hmm. that, so they needed to be explained. I think. They could have gave the crowd a little bit more credit yeah. and just have Edge do his job. Have Edge come out, make it very fucking obvious, make him look at the referee and be like, I'm cashing this in. Well, and then the him, announcer the, can say it out, out loud. Rhythm, yeah, the yeah, uh, the guy, that whoever's doing the the in-ring announcing that night could just say Edge is cashing probably in. Probably would have been Lillian Garcia, yeah. Yeah, 
or have Edge come out with the briefcase and a microphone himself. Yeah. Because Edge, just Edge say, couldn't cut a promo, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I as soon as as soon as he said the one thing that was that I would change, I, I knew you were gonna say Vince McMahon. Yeah, because it's so like it just it sticks out like a sore thumb that part. Like it's just yeah. The only thing missing know, like, was him because like he didn't even hype it up. He no, just, he like, didn't. Like he didn't yeah. do anything that McMahon would do. He was just kind of yeah. like, "Hey, I own this company, and uh, now this guy's coming out here to cash it in." It's just like, why? why? Like he didn't. So... He didn't even pull a quad. Like fuck you, man. This is a big deal. You could have at least ripped something. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, we talked before about Edge being trusted in big spots like this, like. Cena was the face of the company at this point. Mm. There's no question about it, right? And the fact that they trusted Edge to win this thing that I don't know if when he won Money in the Bank that they they had this in mind so many months later. I think they were just kind of like, let's have him win it and then see what happens. Yeah. And then just were like, you know what? What if... Right, that, that's Especially almost a full year. I don't. I don't think they had that whole year of television like thought of. You know what I mean? And again, Cena was just finished wrestling in an elimination chamber match, so it's still you know it doesn't completely bury the guys for for him to get cashed. And in that, that was way. that was when the elimination chamber still was like known as. One of the most violent matches in TV is yeah. Before, it was like one before they padded it up and yeah, it wasn't you know, even once a year at that point. I don't no, think. it wasn't. Or maybe no. it was just starting to get once it, a year. But it, but it wasn't. It wasn't a even if it was once a year, it wasn't like a branded pay per view. Branded, yeah. It was okay. This is what has to happen uh, for a new champion to be crowned. We need an elimination chamber. This is what I miss about these spec these spectacles. We've talked about this sh- on this show a thousand times. Both Tyler and I despise the, the idea of a Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. The Hell in the Cell should be used when a gimmick needs the Hell in the Cell. Not just because, well, it's October. Mm-hmm. You know? And However, I believe the same in, in Elimination Chamber. Here is where I'll, I will play devil's advocate on that one. I agree with Hell in a Cell. I'll play devil's advocate on the Elimination Chamber because it's hard to have a blood feud with six people it involved. Is. Yes. Okay. And I like the idea of like if you didn't win the rumble. And that's the way it used to be for a while. Do they really do it like now, that anymore? I don't know. But it's like yeah. if you didn't win the rumble, you have one more chance yeah. to try and go after I did a like championship that. title at WrestleMania. Right? Yes, I, so, I did like that. So I don't I don't like I don't think the elimination chamber should be for the title. I sh- think it should be a number one contenders match because then the adv- the advantage like the advantage still kind of rests with the champion. Where it's like okay, mm-hmm. I'll only have one month to prepare for this opponent, but I have one month where this guy had to beat five other guys in a brutal match. Yeah, it was the way you know, especially when they have the two titles. You win the Royal Rumble, you get a shot at the WWE title. Well, who's or, getting a or shot at your at, choice, right? Yeah, or your choice. Yeah, who's getting a shot at the other title? Well, you got to win. Whoever the, wins the, the elimination, the elimination chamber. chamber. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I like that as well. So, I understand why you would fight for for that to be a branded pay per view. The Hell in the Cell, you'll never change my mind. Yeah, me either. 
Um, but yeah, uh, like Edge, uh, yeah. So Edge coming in here, cashing in the money in the bank, like it made it made it so that it could be a gimmick that is still being used twenty something years or two thousand and six. So yeah, twenty something years later, yeah. right? Where they do need to do something about they later. they do need to shit or get off the pot with it. I I think they've really diminished it. I think. Uh, they either need to do something huge with it soon or get rid of it. I really do believe that. Um, they've had too many people come out and just do nothing at all with it. They've had too many people squander it and, and lose it. It just it doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, you know? Yeah, so, it has to be with meaning. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, the Seth Rollins cash and is it those. There's probably the greatest cash. Really, in history. there's three really memorable cashes to me. It's Edge, mm-hmm. Rollins, Rollins, and probably Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, yeah. just because you have to say of Dolph. the crowd pop at that yep. point. Agreed. But other than that, I mean, um, I, like obviously the RVD one is memorable, but for a different reason, as you exactly. mentioned earlier in the show. So, yeah. Do you think this is the last question I'll ask before we move to my number one? Do you think that they didn't keep the, the do you think they kept the title on, on edge long enough when they put it on him? He only had it for like what three months and then dropped it back this to Cena? Was, yeah, so this was weird to me that they just flip-flop back and forth mm-hmm. between the two of them for a while there. Obviously, um, I mean for for actually almost the entire year, because by the yeah. time they got to Unforgiven in in two thousand and six, Edge had already won and lost the title that, twice by that point, and then he lost it again that night. That's a funny thing. Ever everybody talks shit about how many times uh, Orton and Cena fought in you know a span of a year. Orton and Edge wasn't much better, but they had great matches, so nobody cared. Yeah, yeah, they kept leveling it up every time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I do, think do you that think do you, you think that took anything away? It, do you think that took anything away from from his initial win by taking it away so so fast, or do you think, you know, twenty years maybe, later it doesn't matter? Maybe it doesn't maybe mean initially, anything? maybe yeah. initially it kind of felt like, oh well, that was wasted. But at the same time, Edge showed that he could still be a main event player without the title. Well, so I think 100%. that's an even bigger accomplishment. It's like, sure, we're gonna put the title on you. You didn't actually beat the guy. In fact, you beat you, you pinned him at his lowest point coming off a grueling match. Like, so how much of a champion can you be? And then mm-hmm. you become one of the biggest foils for this guy. Whether you have the title or you don't have the title, that speaks volumes. Earlier in the show, you talked about emotional responses, and especially coming from Edge. Um, and Edge, you know, Edge being in Toronto. And the emotion coming off from cutting mm-hmm. those promos. Um, nobody, not a lot of people could show emotion the way that Edge could. When mm-hmm. Edge came out, Edge could be so transparent sometimes. He would come out and you know exactly what he's feeling because that's how you feel. You feel like, you know, you're like, you're almost tied to, to not only Edge, but to Adam Copeland. He makes you feel like that. There's only a handful of men and women in the history of, the, uh, of this business that can do that for you. And my number one made me feel like that. I still get chills thinking about it. And we're going to go to 2020 after nine long years when he comes out at the Royal Rumble for the very first time. 
Yeah. Uh, this couldn't not be my number one. This this was always, this was never not going to be my number one. This is my favorite moment in the history of Edge's career. It's um Were you watching that were you watching live that night? I think so. Yeah. Or I watched the very next night. Um but yeah, I did not expect but, him but, to come but out. But you didn't know. That's no that's idea. the important part. Yeah. You, it wasn't spoiled for you. It wasn't It wasn't spoiled for yeah. me. It was yeah. Um yeah, what a moment for sure. I love did how he, he went didn't so he go far all the way down to the final four. He did, yes. Yeah. And he went so far to like take video of him um watching the TV with his like wife and kids at home and then posting it online during the Royal Rumble to make it look like he wasn't at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> like, like he did not want people to know he was there, right? That's and right. uh and when that music hit, that I think that goes down as one of the all-time great pops. It yeah, really does. It it does because it really was, you know, to steal the Michael Cole line, it really was out of nowhere. Like yeah. who thought that he was ever coming? Nine years. Nine years is a long time. How long was Shawn Michaels away for? Four? Uh, five. Four or five. Yeah. I want to say five. How long was Daniel Bryan out for? Three? Really good question. Three or four? Yeah. Nine yeah, years is nine a long time. Nine years to come back. Yeah. Some guys some guys never even get a sniff at at a at a career that lasts nine years. Yeah, right. <laughs> let alone a guy that can stop and then start again nine years later. Yeah. Um just yeah, what a moment for him. And and not only start again, but start again at the level he did. He yeah. came back. And everything he's done in the last three years has been fantastic. Yeah. Maybe aside um, from one match with Orton, but... You didn't like did, his WrestleMania match, did you? N- no, it was, wasn't... was Which one was it where, like... I don't know. I didn't like a lot of the stuff they did during the, the okay. COVID era. It I think that they, felt... their, ma- their match where they stupidly uh labeled it the greatest the match greatest ever. match of ever yeah the, the match itself is amazing i'm like, like it's there, stupid no, that they called it that there's but I another love the one match. there's another one that they do there's one like i think there's one before that or after that hmm. and it's so long okay well yeah all their matches were very long in this um, era unfortunately anyway i might be blending some stuff together but yes you're <laughs> right he he so yeah comes back at the Royal Rumble and like yes you talked about the emotion like he Thanks. when he first comes out he's Edge and then he takes that breath and then he's yeah. Adam yeah he's Adam 100%. Copeland realizing like oh my gosh like these people still remember me mm-hmm. and I let's and I I okay I better remember how to do this now <laughs> so <laughs> yeah he, uh... he looked like like he was in great shape too. Like he got that six pack, man. Um, Edge Edge yeah. is, I want to say, eight years older than I am. I I could only dream to be in the fucking shape that that he is at fifty years old. Yeah, that man is fifty fucking years old. Yeah. And, and, and even I don't know if you saw the current pictures of Christian. Oh my god. Christian looks just is as he good. Jacked? He's yeah. jacked. Jacked. Good for him. Christian looks better now at 50 years old than he did in the Attitude Era. It's ridiculous. 
Amazing. Fucking ridiculous. Um, thank God he made his return at the Royal Rumble, and they weren't going to save him for like Mania or something like that. Because only three months later, the world shut down. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine we of not getting that moment at, at the Royal exactly. Rumble with the crowd there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we finally, after nine years, we get the return of Edge in front of the Thunderdome. And yeah. And didn't he also, like, didn't he get hurt, like, almost yeah. right after that? But then he comes back and then he then he main events WrestleMania the next I, year, I believe. I want to say it was at that... Um, the greatest match ever or whatever. I think he got hurt there or if not oh, in that match okay. shortly after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, and then he was off again until Royal Rumble again. Yeah. And then, and he, then, he, then he wins, he, that then he wins the Royal Rumble. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, you know, I, I, you guys talk about this a lot or have talked about this a lot about Roman Reigns reign and how mm-hmm. they, they've done so many the the right things with this and it's just been compelling tv but i don't know man on there's a part of me that really wishes that or really wanted edge to win that main event when it was the triple threat between him and him reigns in and brian yeah um I wouldn't have been you know, upset was, if it happened. Let's say that much. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. they probably made the right choice. Like this, this, yes. this, this story with Roman has been amazing. But part of me goes, you couldn't have just given Edge the title for a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You, 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 the minute you take the title off Roman, even for two seconds, you, it kind Restart of fucks the clock. Up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I'm glad they didn't, but at the same time, yeah. Had they done it, I would have been like, okay, it was a good run, Roman. (laughs) But but, but you got to get behind edge, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, again, it's a, I I don't like, I didn't put a list together myself. I know Tyler usually kind of does his own, his own top seven, but like. Did you think of, I didn't write down any honorable mentions. Is there anything in your brain that you think that I forgot though? Um. I don't know if I don't know if it would make the list, but his win over Angle at King of the Ring to become the King of the Ring, it's a pretty okay. big moment. So here's the thing. That could have never made my personal list, mainly because we talked about this a few weeks ago on our Billy Gunn show. By the time it gets there, the King of the Ring doesn't mean shit to me. Um okay. If if Edge would have been king of the ring, built that one really well though, because Angle was trying to be the first ever back to back champion, I believe. Yeah, king of the ring champion, and he had had a pretty uh good rapport with Edge. Like they, like Edge and Christian and and Kurt Angle had been like a bit of a team before that. So I I thought that one was built well. Yeah, it was like kind of it was it was Edge's time to show that he could be the leader kind of things so. yeah you're not wrong it was never gonna make my list but you're not wrong it was it was very cool um a moment that would go wouldn't make my list but definitely is a honorable mention now that you mentioned kurt angle him shaving kurt's head yes. is is a definite honorable mention for me and that might be the first rivalry that um showed that he could he could uh be a single, a single star. star agreed is if yeah. he if, i mean it's hard to have a bad match with Kurt Angle, but to have a great program with him is another is yeah. is another feather in your cap, right? Um, um I think 
Um, some other stuff that stands out, I, like it probably wouldn't make the list, but like him and Christian doing the five second pose. Hundred percent. That that's <laughs> that's an honorable mention for <laughs> sure, man. Stuff. It's yes. so good. Yes, so good. Um, his uh, his feud and match at WrestleMania with Mick Foley. Um, is oh, a definitely an mention for me. Spot. Yeah, you know yeah. what? That one would make my list because Edge and it Foley, came close. It came Edge close. And Foley are two of my favorites. Um, it yeah. was a very, I'm trying a very thin would, line between that and his Royal Rumble. It, it, it was between that and the and his uh, 2010 Royal Rumble uh, win. And I, I, I just, I think it's very important for for some people to win that Royal Rumble. And it was very important for him to, to win the Royal Rumble. So the Royal Rumble took over and uh, Foley mm-hmm. had got the bump. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, I put his match with Taker on here just because it was the main event. Well, yeah, Taker it's headline the WrestleMania. Yeah, that makes, so that makes sense. Yeah. But, it, but if you want to ask me what my favorite, what match I like better, it's going to be Foley. That match is probably more memorable. A hundred percent. To be honest, it's so probably uh, this, is a, this is my favorite going WrestleMania along match. Of Edge. This is yeah. this is this is a tough. This is actually a tough top seven to be honest. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I mean, you know, talk about a moment. Um, there's not one that I can pinpoint, but the concerto, just as wow. A, okay, just 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 talk just about the concerto, right? That's that's a gr- that's a great call. I like that. His tag um, team with Christian in general. Um, yeah. Just the fact that Edge is one of the greatest tag team specialists on the planet. Um, because, you know, sure, he had an amazing run with Christian for years and years. But RK Bro is... Uh, RK Bro. Fuck, I'm an idiot. No, the rated, rated RKO. RK. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, rate, rated RKO is an, another amazing tag team. Um so, so he's proven himself not just to be in a one good tag team. He proved himself to be a great tag team specialist. So he, yeah, he won tag titles with Christian, uh, Rey Mysterio, Hulk, uh, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, who didn't? Well, with Chris Jericho, right? And that kind of led oh, into right. their yeah. their WrestleMania, yeah, match, right? So. Yeah, he had a, yeah, he was a phenomenal tag team wrestler. Absolutely. And the last one that just comes to my head, we mentioned it earlier, but it's definitely an honorable mention. And that is the the live sex celebration, because just because it was, it's important to TV. You know, mm-hmm. if we were sitting here talking about The Rock or Mick Foley, if I'm talking my favorite things they ever done, I'm not talking about The Rock. It's your life. But if we're talking about important moments in their careers, mm-hmm. you got to talk about that, right? Because it's 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 important to the history of Raw. The same thing can be said about Edge and the live sex celebration. That that segment is as important to Edge's career as um, Rock. This is your life. It is is to Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, crap, there was another one. It's Edge, man. They, they, there's going to be so you're going to be landing in bed at three o'clock in the morning tonight, waking up going, "Ah, oh, fuck, I remember." Oh, one. <laughs> I can't believe number seven 
wasn't his theme music. <laughs> I gave thought to it. I really I told you I to listened it. to this yep. show. <laughs> <laughs> the good old number seven. Um, um trust, but he trust has me, had gave it a some great themes. He has the Alter Bridge theme is without a doubt the best. Uh, Mendelingus is one one of the all time great theme songs. Because mm. Rob Zombie theme was actually a banger too, though. Yes, it was. <laughs> right. Yes, it was. And then just his original theme. Yeah. Is is like for that for that era. Exactly. That came out right? in nineteen ninety eight, like, and, and it, yeah. Even even the Brood theme, man. Oh man, the Brood. That's theme. another one. The like Brood, really... the Brood entrance. It doesn't make the list, but how cool is that? Right. I love that he. Uh, he redid it in his newer career too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wish that they got Gangrel to come out with him at WrestleMania. I think they dropped yeah. the ball there. Yeah. Instead, they gave him that really but, weird but, Bristol but, skull mask. <laughs> Would that many people have known who he was? Gangrel. Every every once in a while, you gotta you gotta just. Take a shot for the nostalgia. Every once in a yeah. while, you gotta you gotta shoot for that crowd who was watching twenty five years ago. Yeah, you know you don't true. you don't you don't do it all the time, but every once in a while you gotta do it. Seeing him come out to that Slayer track was amazing, mm-hmm. but Absolutely. I would have much rather the the, the brood thing and Gangrel and the whole deal. Um, what do you make of his his pairing with Orton and going up against DX? Is that where does that rank for you? Because I mean, it's me, definitely it's an like, honorable mention. Yeah, I I, I mean, because it was really cool stuff. It was a it was a fun story. It really mm-hmm. was. Uh, knowing if you really think about it, Edge and Edge and Orton were that generation's Sean and Hunter. They really were. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, you know, the, where Sean and Hunter were in 97 is where uh, uh, Randy and Edge were in what year would that have been? 2000, 2007? Uh, seven and eight, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that the feud made Maybe a lot later. of sense. Yeah. The feud made a lot of sense. Absolutely. Um, here's the other thing I, I want to point out at Edge is, uh, we t- we've talked about this off air in our group chats before about like who is Mr. This, who is Mr. That. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys recently were talking about SummerSlams. I have I got in big trouble for Edge, this one. I have always thought that Edge really okay. can make a case for Mr. SummerSlam. I'd really have to go through the list. Um uh, of Edge his has matches. 12 wins at SummerSlam. I, which is the most in history. That's, that's really fair. That's article. a really fair thing. I I think we ended up landing on on Seth Rollins, um, on this show. Um, Bret Hart was a very close second, and uh, Bret and has seven wins at Wrestle uh, at SummerSlam. Yeah, and and Randy Orton, I believe, was it was 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 a third spot candidate, and he has eight. But uh, but Edge, man, you're not right now. No, it's all the edge. The, it's all not always about the wins. Where the match is good. Ooh, throw me some competitors here. Okay, I think I've got this. That goes in uh, order, uh, chronological order. So his first one, <laughs> bit of a dud. Edge and Sable versus Jacqueline and Mark Marrow at ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, we can. I we said can it's a that one. bit of a dud. <laughs> Number two at night, SummerSlam '99, it was in a tag team turmoil match to determine the number one contenders for the WWF Tag Team Championships. 
Uh, Edge and Christian entered the tag team turmoil match as first draws, and then they were eliminated by the Acolytes. So he's mm-hmm. one and one in his SummerSlam right, debut. Uh, yeah. His third match is at SummerSlam 2000. That's the TLC. SummerSlam 2001, he uh, took on Lance Storm for the Intercontinental Championship and beat him. Okay. I, 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 re- I remember that match. I like that. was a good match. SummerSlam 2002. He took on Eddie Guerrero in a singles match. Good match. Mm-hmm. 2004. So we were both wrong. 2004 is the one where he was in Toronto. Okay. And that's where he wins the Intercontinental Championship against Batista and Jericho. Mm-hmm. At SummerSlam 2005, he's against uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt Hardy... Uh, he defeated Matt Hardy by technical knockout. This is the one where Hardy wasn't allowed to continue due to bleeding. Oh, yeah. Okay. SummerSlam 06, he beats John Cena in Boston for the title. SummerSlam 2008, he loses to The Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match, which is a banger of a Really match. good match. Really One yeah. of my favorite Hell in a Cells. Yeah. Uh, in 2010, he's part of Team WWE 7 on 7 taking on the Nexus. And that's got to be it, right? Until 2021. Until 2021. Where he uses the Brood's entrance to take on Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um. Now that you've listed the match. Kind of a out, mixed bag, eh? Yeah. He's yeah. definitely not. He's definitely not in contention for Mister SummerSlam for me. Uh, it's still going to be a toss up between uh, between Seth and Randy, or between Seth and uh, Brett for me. But if if I'm doing a list, if I'm if I'm counting out the top seven, he he's up there in the top five for sure. Probably on there, eh? Cool. Yeah. Right on. Well, we are about to go Broadway. We should probably start wrapping this up. But uh, you're talking about Edge. How could you not go along, man? This this is the, the man had two amazing careers. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe it's not done. We there's a lot of rumors saying that the the only reason he's leaving is because AEW made him a hell of an offer. He tried to get WWE to to, to match it. They said no. So oh, uh, I haven't heard that. That that's the rumor that came out this morning. Who knows? Um, we very well be, could be seeing Edge in AEW in, in 90 days. Who knows? Crazy. Yeah, Crazy. that's the world we live in. Uh, which, which which tells me two things. I'm not an AEW fan by any stretch of the imagination. But I'll tune in to see one more Edge and Christian versus Hardy's match. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even though I can't stand them, Edge and Christie, Edge and Christian versus the Young Bucks. That's got money written all fucking over it. It right? sure does. It sure, it sure does. does. So let's uh, let's see where that goes, if anywhere. With that said, um, before before I wrap this up, uh, off topic, completely off topic. Uh, just because I have you, and I never, I don't get to talk to you very often. I got to ask you. We're less than two weeks away, or three weeks. Yeah, two weeks away from uh, from opening uh, season football. How are your Cowboys looking, bud? Uh as good as uh, Jerry Jones will let them look. I mean, <laughs> it's been the biggest problem with them for the last thirty years. The <laughs> owner is the general manager, 
so we can never get better because he's never going to fire himself. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't think you should ever wish for a man to die. But <laughs> gonna... no, we still need his money. But... Yeah, but we just got, don't need him. Kids. We just yeah. don't need him dictating how that money is spent. <laughs> well, I think that's what it's going to take. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I get to this point of the year, and I'm just like, I know they're they're going to be competitive because that's who they are with Dak Prescott at at quarterback. Um, I feel like they had a good draft. I I don't really start paying attention to it until the season really gets started um that's that's tyler i only started watching football three years ago so mm -hmm. i i i because i'm still learning it there's so much to learn about this sport that yeah i I, i'm always learning so i i need to watch everything and i pay attention to everything i watched preseason games i i I pay attention i pay attention to everything because i'm learning and i'm still trying to soak it all in until that first kick of the first game of the season, Tyler doesn't give two fucks. Why? Because nothing is more important in life than his fantasy football team. And if it and if it doesn't matter to his fantasy team, it doesn't matter to him. Amazing. Yeah, I used to. <laughs> he play doesn't a lot care of about the football too. He doesn't care about the draft. He doesn't care about preseason. If it doesn't count towards his fantasy, he does not fucking care. It's hilarious. Amazing. That's so good. But yeah, I think I think they're supposed to be okay. I, I think that uh, I'm pretty sure the Eagles are actually um, supposed to be the favorites. Yeah. The old, the, the, the two teams in, I'm scared of the division. most this year. Yeah. The, the two teams I'm scared of the most this year are the Eagles and, uh, and the Jets. Yeah. So it'll be tough playing in a division against them. Uh, although I'm pretty sure they went one and one against the Eagles last year. So mm-hmm. You never know. If football changes so much year to year, it, yeah, like it. it's the one sport that it's so hard. Unless you're Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and you know you get the rules changed to suit you, and you, <laughs> you, 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 you change the rules, yeah, yeah, and you know you you go and illegally tape other teams' practices and just get a slap on the wrist for it, or you deflate mm-hmm. the footballs, right? Unless you're doing all that stuff, it's very hard <laughs> to put to put a dynasty together in football. Well, with that said, thank you so much for being on the show with us today, bud. Uh, it worked out perfectly because if you weren't here, I'd be sitting here by myself and uh, nobody wants to watch that. Uh, we wouldn't even get Rob to listen to that show. Jesus. And and that, and trust <laughs> and me, that, that guy, guy listens to everything. He'll listen to anything. <laughs> awesome. Pleasure. Uh, it was a, a pleasure to be here. Yeah. If uh, if Tyler's internet goes out again, just uh, give me a shout and I'll see Always. if I can... I can check Matt Zuckerman on the uh, the Frontline podcast. Where, where, where can you find that, bud? Yeah, we're on Spotify. We're basically everywhere um, you guys are. Like, share, and subscribe. So it is a podcast about um, North Bay hockey. Um, it, you know, it started about uh, the Ohio So it's not strictly about the battalion. It, it, it's it's it, North Bay hockey. It you was cover the Lakers. It and... started, yeah. We cover the okay. Lakers and we cover the, the Powassan Voodoos. Um, on our YouTube channel, we actually do the live broadcasts of okay. their home games. Um, so yeah, check us out there if if you like hockey, if you like junior hockey, uh, we got you covered uh, from up north. So yeah, give us a give us a like, uh, share, and subscribe, and yeah, we'd uh, we'd love to have um, more people check us out and and see what we're all about. Fantastic, and maybe uh, I'm going to use the next few months to try to talk Matt into joining us in Philadelphia. 
you know, get the I've whole, actually the whole group down to Philly. Uh, I would love to. Um, I unfortunately, I've I've got a, a wedding to go to in Jamaica in February, so it's gonna be a tough sell. Yeah, I don't think you're going. I don't think I'll see you in Philly. <laughs> Probably not. Facetime you <laughs> uh, when you're there. Yes, we will. All right, buddy. Thank you so much once again. On behalf of my good friend, Matt Sukram, on behalf of the legendary career of the Rated R Superstar Edge, we have been counted out.